With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everyone, to RF Sports Radio. I'm your host, of course, uh, Rodney Fisher, joined by my co-host, Royce Fisher. Royce, we got a lot to talk about. Last time we were on the air, we talked about the NFL draft coming up. Today, we get a chance to kind of preview the NBA playoffs. Yes, right now I'm excited about today. We have the draft going on right now, and the playoffs about to start tomorrow. I, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, today's a huge day. you got the draft, which is taking pretty much precedence right now of everything sports-related. And now you got the NBA playoffs starting up tomorrow. And the team we cover a lot, the Mavericks, we're going to have an opportunity to be at the game coming up Saturday when they take on Oklahoma City Thunder. Today we're going to be joined by a special guest as well, Derek Page from HoopsWorld.com. We'll be joining us and talking a lot about the playoff matchups as they are right now. It's going to be a huge show. So if you guys are listening to us, make sure you give us a call at 323-927-2906. And we'll get started with everything NBA. Before we get started with that, any surprises about the NFL draft you'd like to go over before we get to the NBA talk? Uh, the biggest surprise to me, Rodney, so far has been the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, what Jerry pulled off yesterday was surprised everybody, especially me. And I think they did really good today. And I think the coach did off the well, too, in the draft so far. Well, I'm glad you said the Cowboys. As you know, I'm an avid Cowboy fan, and, and, and it says a lot coming from you. I feel good about it when you say that they did a good job. Well, they needed a cornerback, and they went out and got one of the best cornerbacks available, uh, Clayburn, and I thought they did a great job. And uh, I, I'm surprised for them to move up to the sixth spot and take that. It was pretty smart on Jerry Jones' part. So you so you don't feel like they pay too much for him or nothing like that, do you? I think they feel the board that they needed. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. It seems to be a great pick. Uh, looking forward to seeing them play. No doubt about it. I'm looking forward to everything. And we discussed who who should go number one, who should go number two. I think we knew about that. I was surprised Cleveland traded up and gave up so many picks to go to number three and get Trent Richardson. But the I guy, you go after and you go get him. Even more surprised they went after Brandon Wheaton as well, too. Does that mean that Colt McCoy's days are over in, uh, in, in Cleveland? Well, it certainly sounds like it, Rodney. It sounds like they're ready to uh, – Throw out the overall fans to come in completely new. Uh, it's going to be a good competition for the job. But uh, who knows? I don't know. Corey played pretty good to me last year. Yeah, he did play pretty good last year. But Brandon Whedon may be the better prospect, has a bigger arm, of course, a little bit older. And Corey McCoy, you know, to his credit, he's actually went ahead and said that, you know what, I am not going to leave. I want to stay here and compete for the starting job. So we'll talk a lot more about the NFL draft as it comes up. But right now, we've got to get into the NBA playoffs. The playoffs are set. The matchups are set. And in order to get a clear perspective of what we what we expect to happen, what we what should happen, i got to go to an expert to get everything about the NBA. And that's one, Derek Page from HoopsWorld.com. You can follow him at DPageHoopsWorld on Twitter. 
You bring him live on air with us right now, Mr. Page. Uh, welcome to the program. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, no doubt, man. Anytime we get a basketball brain like yourself on the air, it's all good. Well, thank you. Thank you. Finally, someone recognizes all my talent. Sound <laughs> uh, like you sound like you getting ready for the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, before we go but get your opinions, because uh, I know you already tweeted out your predictions for the first round, so we'll get into that. But before we do that, you are one of the few brave individuals in the media that had a chance to cover the Charlotte Bobcats last year. Uh, and are you surprised about this new low that they've hit this season? I'm I'm actually shocked, to be honest with you. I thought that coming into this season, even though I, I think everybody pretty much knew they weren't going to make the playoffs this year after trading away uh, Crash, Gerald Wallace, after trading away Steven Jackson, that, you know, this team was in rebuilding mode, but they had a lot of young guys. They had Gerald Henderson, they had DJ Augustine, they got Kimball Walker in the draft. I mean, there was a lot of pieces on this team that made you think, hey, while they're not going to compete for the playoffs, you think, hey, you know, they might finish ninth, tenth in the East, maybe give some teams trouble down the stretch. But to finish the season with the first winning percentage in NBA history, I I feel bad for Paul Silas. I know, you know, I talked to him a lot when he came back to Dallas. Right. We, we were pretty close when I was in Charlotte. I talked to him a lot of practices, games. And uh, I, I guess I got out of there just in time, huh? Yeah, you did. <laughs> and you, you, were, you were one of the few guys that was surprised about that. I think you were probably the only one that was surprised by their record. I guess. But, I mean, to, to establish a new low like that. Yeah. Guys, guys like Gerald Henderson are good basketball players. DJ Augustine, right. uh, Kimball Walker. Uh, you know, the, the list kind of goes on and on with them. It's, it's guys that are age 25 or younger that have a whole lot of talent. It's just they, they haven't quite put it together yet. Yeah, no, you, you're right about that. You're right about that. And I think the the biggest thing now is that you hit this new low. It's kind of like where do you go from here? You already know you're going to get a pretty good, a pretty decent draft pick. I think they can only hope to get uh, Anthony Davis with the number one pick. But for some strange reason, I have a feeling that the NBA guys are going to allow Anthony Davis to go to New Jersey. That's just that's just what I think. I've been hearing that as well, kind of like uh, Ewing in the late '80s going to the Knicks. Right, right. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, let's move on to some to some teams that have some uh, winning records and able to get into the playoffs. Now, I was really surprised by your your Twitter activity today because you actually went ahead and. Put yourself out to some of the matchups and what you think is going to happen in the first round of playoffs. Let's start with the Eastern Conference if we can. You've got the Bulls over the 76ers in five. Any reason why we should believe that the Bulls won't sweep the 76ers? I think there's one reason is that Derrick Rose is still getting back into shape with the team. I think he's a, a great athlete he's in terms of basketball shape. In terms of getting back, on the same page with his guys, there, there still has to be that time. And they had a couple of games at the end of the season. Derrick Rose has, has been out of the lineup so much, a week here, two weeks there, you know, a month here, that he's still going to have to get reacclimated with the team. And, you know, Philadelphia is a, is a very stout defensive team that 
they and the Bulls, especially the Bulls like to do this, they're going to have some games where it's going to be like 81 to 79 is the final. And I think yeah. if you do that with a, with a team like the 76ers that, that, that have, uh, you know, Collins as their coach, they have a chance to, to sneak one in there at home at least. But don't get me wrong. It's, it's not even if, – if Rose had played, let's say, the last two weeks of the season, I think it's no contest to full sweep. But while, while he gets back into shape, I think it's, it's going to be a little rougher than they think. I think the help of Derrick Rose really is, is, is key for not just this series, but them hopefully getting a chance to go back to the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. I think you're absolutely right about that. I just think that Doug Collins, although I had him pinned as the coach of the year this year for what they did before the All-Star break, but the way they took a nose dive like they did, I, I think the dive continues. I think the Bulls end up sweeping uh, the 76 Uh Yeah, I have to agree with you guys, but I, I will say this. On any given night, if the 76 play very well, they can beat just about anybody. So, And Derrick Rose is limping into the playoffs. So I, I, I think they will win one. So 5-1, uh, to one, I, I can see that. A 4-1, I can see that. Yeah, I just think that they don't have the size, really. And, and really, I think this series, this playoffs anyway, is really about redemption for Carlos Boozer and Kyle Clover. Because last playoff, they really kind of hid in the shadow, especially in the Eastern Conference Finals, don't you think? Yeah, and, and you know, maybe that's something that's going to help the Bulls, the fact that they were so, you know, such a competent team with Rose out of the lineup. They they were still the best team in, in the Eastern Conference, even though they they missed their best player for um, almost half of the season. So I, I think the hope is, especially in Chicago, is is that these guys kind of learn to carry their own weight, and Derrick Rose isn't going to have to just put his head down and drive to the basket every single time down the floor in order for this team to have a chance against the Heat or, or whoever they end up facing in the Eastern Conference Finals. No doubt. Again, you can follow uh, Derek, Pose, Derek Page excuse me, on Twitter at dpagehoopsworld is a way to follow him. But go to our website, click on the Hoops World link, you can find everything that he writes about the NBA. Guy knows everything about the NBA a lot more than I do, and I thank him for coming on the program. Let's jump to the next uh, matchup in the Eastern Conference. You've got the Heat over the Knicks in five as well, too. I, I hope not. I hope this is a series that goes seven <laughs> games and it's just epic, like Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James or Carmelo Anthony and, and Webb going at it in the and But that's not going to happen. <laughs> the the yeah. Heat are a much better team than, than the New York Knicks, hands down. I, I think that if they had Jeremy Lin and Amare and everybody healthy and on the same page, they might have a better shot. But when you're going up against the Heat and you have Tyson Chandler, who's likely to miss game one with the flu, and Carmelo Anthony and Amare is basically your your big three going up against LeBron, Bosch, and Wade. It's just a Mitch, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, <laughs> it's a negative to begin with. Basically, you, yeah. you're you're not going to overcome that, even though they have a, a much better bench and way better depth than the Heat. LeBron James and Dwayne Wade are going to take over this series, and Carmelo Anthony's not going to be able to do anything about it. I think this is a test for Carmelo Anthony. I think the Knicks will go as far as they'll take him. And I don't think that's going to be too far. I don't think that's going to be far enough to take over the Miami Heat. You think the Heat will win in 5 2? Yes. You know what? I think this is I think this is going to go six games. I think they'll at least win two. The, the Knicks will. 
I think the Heat, some kind of way, will find a way to win. Again, the question about the Heat for me is not the first round. It's what they're going to do if they make it to the NBA Finals. I think the Heat feel like if they don't do it this year, and a lot of people have already said this, is they're going to break this team up at the end of the year if they're not able to run for a title. But I think the Knicks, I didn't know they're going to miss like the Tampa Bay today. I think that's a huge blow for them, especially in game one, when they want to at least get a good showing, especially on the road. But I think the Knicks, for some reason, they seem to be the scariest team in the Eastern Conference for many outside of Indiana. And I think they're going to play a lot better than most people think. And, you know, really the reason they are so dangerous is because of Carmelo Anthony. With the, that combination with him at small forward and with Tyson Chandler shoulder, uh, shouldering the load defensively, it's it's similar. It's not the same, of course. The Mavericks were a much talented overall team last year, but it's somewhat similar if Carmelo can get hot at the right time. Right. And if right. Chandler can come back and he's healthy, then you the Knicks – with Tyson Chandler at center, are exponentially better defensively than they were last season. They're actually in the top 15 in the NBA this, this season for the first time in I don't know how long because of Chandler's presence. So, And like, like I mentioned in my article, Chandler did it last year. Chandler, Chandler showed the, the formula to beat the Heat, and he showed the ability to clog the lane against guys that, that drive all the time and, and Wade and LeBron. And Like, like I said, if, if Carmelo can get hot, he can really make it a series. And we have to remember, um, the Heat has to play very well, too. Yeah. LeBron has to play his best basketball. Well, you know what, though? How fitting would it be if they were able to if they lose in the first round? I mean, if they, some strange reason, something happens, they lose in the first round. If that happens, Derek, do you think that they break the team up? Definitely. <laughs> When it's, especially when you consider the fact that, that Wade's already come out and, and he says it's championship or bust. If you go two right. straight seasons after all the money that they've invested into these two players and you don't elect one championship, especially after you had Chris and LeBron talking about six championships, seven championships yeah. at, that, at that party that they threw before, the, before they even played a game together. So, People are going to be pretty pissed in, in Miami, especially if they get knocked out in the first round. So who goes and who stays? I think that the most logical choice would be to try to find someone that wants Bosch and right. see if you can get a, a big-time center or a big-time point guard. Let's say the Heat are able to lure Nash for the league minimum at point guard, which is a possibility because Nash has made a lot of money and he wants to win, and that would be a great opportunity for him because the Heat are such a good, solid defensive team all around that it masks his deficiencies on that end of the floor while he can be throwing alleys up to LeBron and, and Wade all day. You can sign him. Maybe you can flip Bosch, turn him into, I don't know, a, a center like a Tyson Chandler, someone that just does the dirty work in the paint. And, you know, I, I think you have a really good team right there with, a starting lineup of whatever center you get, Haslam at power forward, LeBron at small forward, Wade at shooting guard, and then Nash at point guard, you know, that's that's a, arguably the best, you know, starting five in the NBA right there. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a very, very good start <laughs> five in the NBA. I think, though, yeah, I'm going I'm to go on record and say that if they end up breaking the team up, only LeBron will be left standing. I think they'll get rid of D-Wade because they'll get rid of Bosch as well, too. That is my my opinion. 
But again, we don't have to deal with that right now because they still got a game to play. They start their series this weekend as well too. One series that you did tweet about that I really agree with, the Indiana Pacers are going to sweep the Orlando Magic. I think that's a no-brainer for everybody. Yes. With, without Dwight Howard in the lineup, the Orlando Magic are uh, – I, I really don't think they're a playoff team without Dwight Howard at, at the center position. So to go up against an Indiana Pacers team that's, that's really playing their best basketball, and that's saying something because they, they've been really stout all season long. They've, they've been – one of the top three or four teams in the East all year, and they're going to take it to Orlando. Orlando's no match for the West and and uh, Granger and all those young athletic guys that are just going to run them into into submission. And I can't see a uh, magic running pick and roll with Big Baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you guys on this. I think Indiana's a much better team than even I thought at the start of this season. These guys are rough. I mean, you don't want to pick a fight with them. You don't want to get into a physical matchup with them. And I think they're going to surprise all the teams. And to me, they got one of the easiest roads to get to the next round in playing a Dwight Howard-list Orlando Magic team. Let's move to the last matchup on the Eastern Conference real fast. Again, we're joined by Derek Page from Hoopsworld.com. Log on to hoopsworld.com to see everything this guy writes about. If you want to see his tweets throughout the playoffs, go to at the page hoopsworld to follow him on Twitter. You tweeted about the Celtics over the Hawks in six games. I know it's a four and five matchup. I think the Celtics got really lucky. They did exactly what they wanted to do. They didn't want to play the Heat the first round, and they didn't want to play the Bulls the first round, and they play a Hawks team that has no size. No Al Horford down low, no Zaza down low, and Jeff Teague is no match for Rondo. I think this game, I think this series goes in five, not six. Well, you know that's that's an interesting idea. That the only reason I will caution you is because Atlanta Hawks have notoriously, going back to when they playoffs as I believe an eight seed, they played the Celtics extremely well. Uh, guys like uh, Smith. And, uh, you know, back in the day, Bibby, but, but the, the team in general as a whole has just played real well against the Celtics. That's why I think it might be a little tougher than, than one might think. But what I, but what I know about the Celtics is, is, you know, you were there in Boston earlier this season with me when they came to Dallas. Uh, right. And they were just completely injury depleted. There was Rondo wasn't playing. He was suspended. Kevin Garnett was, was injured. Paul Pierce was hobbled out there. Ray Allen, I mean, They've really turned it around since the All-Star break, and those injuries have resulted in some rest for those guys. I I, I think they're going to be ready to play come playoff time. I, I think they're going to shock a lot of teams. You know, the Hawks are a pretty good team. I think it depends on if T can contain Rondo. If he can keep Rondo in, in check, they have a good chance of winning at least two games. And to make no, no qualms about it, I mean, Josh Smith has had his career best season. He's got career-high in points. Hey, he should have been an all-star, though he wasn't. And maybe he's got a chip on his shoulder. Maybe he's got something to prove this year. But Joe Johnson, the guy that they maxed out a couple of years ago, he's got to be the, the key for them if they're going to take it to six or even win this thing. And he's a really good player. I think Joe Johnson's one of the most underrated guys in the league right. because of that contract that he received. He's he's one of those players that can do everything on the floor well. He can He can score. He can distribute. He can play defense. He can rebound. Anything you need him to do out there on the floor, he's going to do it, and, and he's going to do a, a pretty darn good job of it. 
Let's jump real quick to the Western Conference, man. I know you got to run. If you can't hold on with me for a few more, few more minutes to go to the Western Conference real fast. Spurs over the Jazz in five is what you have. Yes, and I've been kind of thinking about that because the Spurs are playing so well. <laughs> Maybe it's going to be a sweep. Yeah, but, I'm thinking too. I'm like, when I yeah, saw the yeah. Spurs and Jazz in five, I'm like, yeah. he must not have been watching the last uh, – the half of the season after the uh, after the All Star break, the, the Spurs are going to sweep the Jazz. Well, the reason I think it's be five is the Jazz have shown me a lot over the past few weeks in in getting their way into the playoffs. I know you remember a couple of weeks ago they won that double or what was it triple overtime game against the Mavericks where they just would not right. stop. Every time Dirk would score, every time Jet would score, they'd come right down the floor and they'd get a basket because they they weren't going to lose that game no matter what. And they they did it a couple nights later. They had another double overtime game, I think against the Denver Nuggets, which was huge at, at that point in time because Denver was in seventh. So they've showed me a lot. I think they, they have the talent in, in Millsap and Devin Harris and, and those guys to, to take one at home at least, or at most, excuse me. <laughs> this game will be over so fast, the Spurs can take a vacation. But they've just been taking a vacation the last two weeks <laughs> but, of the season. But trust me, they have time to take a vacation before their next opponent. This will be the only game that I predicted is going to be a sweep. Let's jump real quick to the Lakers and the Nuggets. You got the Lakers over the Nuggets in six. I, I was interested to learn about today that they might not even have Matt Barnes for this game. Of course, Metawell Peace is suspended for seven for six games, and that's pretty much going to take them throughout the first round. You have the Nuggets, a real – they gave Kobe a lot of trouble throughout the season. Kobe would average only 16 points, 17 points against the Nuggets. And they don't have Matt World Peace. They won't have Matt Barnes for this first game at the very least. And you got the Nuggets winning two, but the Lakers winning the series. I, I just think that with Kobe Bryant healthy this season, unlike he was last year, I think that, that – He's going to be the key. He's he's one of those guys like a, a Dirk Nowitzki, like a Wade, like a Paul Pierce, that can just completely take over a series and win it for his team. And don't get me wrong, the, the Denver Nuggets are going to provide a, a, a very stiff challenge because they are the best scoring team in the NBA. Their bread and butter is running teams in a submission. So without uh, Ron Artest, Metro Peace, whatever his name is, they're – the Lakers are going to be at a bit of, of a disadvantage, but when you think about that they have uh, both Andrew Bynum and Pau Gasol sitting there at the center and power forward position, even though the uh, the Nuggets just traded for uh, JaVale McGee, he's still not going to be able to match up with those two, I mean, in my opinion, the most dominant center power forward tandem in the NBA. Oh, no question. No question about it. I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, this series is like they're going to do for pretty much the entire playoffs. They're going to have to work inside out. they got to pitch it down, get it down low, divide them and get solved, play the matchup. And I'm glad the Mavericks don't play them because I thought for sure they would beat the Mavericks because the way they did them all season long. And this, this is going to really define who the Lakers really are because if you think about their season so far, you know, Andrew Bynum starting out on suspension, they lost. Lamar Odom, they traded him to Dallas. Derek Fisher's gone. I think he's got to fall on the shoulders of Sessions. Uh, how good a player is he and how much is he going to contribute to it? Now that everything changed with Metta Peace gone and Matt Barnes hurt, 
But I think it's just going to be too much Andrew Bynum. I think Andrew Bynum will shine this series. But what Andrew Bynum do we see is a good question, Derek. Do we see the Andrew Bynum that put up those 30-point games or the 30-rebound games, or do we get the one that sit out the whole fourth quarter and both overtimes to get the, get the Thunder? He's too dominant not to at least right. stamp on series in, in, you know, a handful of games. He's too big. He's too dominant. I, I think that you're going to see in the next two years, or maybe even next year, he's going to overtake Dwight Howard as the best center in basketball. And the only reason I say that is because they, they both have a great skill set. So I think Dwight Howard is, is, is you know, getting better and better with his back to the to the basket. I think he's the best defensive center in the league. I think Bynum's a little better offensively, but the biggest difference is Bynum is seven foot one. Can't teach that. Dwight Howard is six ten. He's never going to be a seven footer. So, and that's why Howard is going to you know have his problems with Bynum, especially as he continues to. Look. I, I think Bynum next year is going to be considered the best center in basketball. Yeah, I agree with you there. Bynum for sure, and, and when I go into any locker room, that visiting locker room at the Mavericks game, he's right. the biggest guy. I've he's seen. the biggest guy I've seen in locker room. Right. Period. And, and, and it's not it's not a very big locker room as it is. Right. He takes up a lot of space as it is too. <laughs> Real quick, the last two uh, series before we let you go again, you can follow Derek Page on Twitter by going to SD Page Hoops World. Follow him throughout the entire NBA playoffs. He's gonna have Twitter on fire. I know he will. You got the Grizzly over the Clippers uh, in seven games. All the moves the Clippers made, getting Chris Paul, re-signing uh, uh, Jordan, and then, of course, having Blake Griffin. You still think they're not going to have enough firepower, even with Karan Butler, not to win the first-round playoff series? Memphis is simply too big inside. Uh, Pau Gasol's right. brother, Mark Gasol, is, is one, of the, one of the toughest centers in basketball. You have Zebo, Zach Randolph at power forward, who was a force last postseason when, when the Memphis Grizzlies took care of the Spurs. Um, and you also have Rudy Gay at, at small forward. They, the Grizzlies kind of fly under the radar because they aren't the flashiest team in the world. But they are, are one of the legitimate contenders for the title this year. I don't think a lot of people really realize that. I agree with you. Too much power in the paint. I think that's going to be the kind of difference in this game. Grizzlies are just too strong down low. You know, when I watch the Clippers games, I'm always waiting for someone to put that hard foul on Blake Griffin. Because once you put that hard foul on him, his game kind of changes from there. And you got another Clippers players really stepping up. Chris Paul can't get in there and hit someone in the mouth and get ejected. But I think the Memphis Grizzlies got a really good chance to go down low and be so physical against Blake Griffin and these other guys that they kind of put him in a hole a little bit. It, you know, and what the Clippers do, which a lot of people that, that haven't watched the Clippers a lot this season realize is that they rely on Chris Paul an awful lot in the fourth quarter because of how uh, disappointing Blake Griffin has been at the free throw line. You can't go to Blake Griffin at the end of games and in crunch times because if he, get, he, if he gets fouled, he's a 50-something free throw shooter, and chances are he's going to have one or two because of that percentage. So... I think that the onus that's put on Paul is just too much right now. I think Griffin is, is still he's in his you know in the first couple of seasons of his career. I think he'll get to the point where he can be that go-to guy. But right now it's Chris Paul, 
And I think if he if he is that guy and you're going to put the ball in his hands in the last three minutes of the game every single time, I think that big beats small every single time. Gasol and Randolph down low are going to shut that down immediately. And if, if guys like, you know, you, you mentioned Butler, you mentioned uh, DeAndre Jordan, if, if those guys can't pick up the slack, they're, they're in trouble. It, it, it might be a quicker uh, series than, than we even think. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I will get the Clippers one game because Chris Paul can win one by himself. And I, I've seen him do this before. So I, I will say they win one game. Now, we, before we let you go, we got to go to the last series, a very important series for all of us involved. Of course, I met Derek by going to the Maverick games. He covers the Mavericks to a T. You got the Thunder over the Mavs in seven games. Please, and do you, do you see the Mavericks get any chance get by the Thunder? I think this is the best matchup they could ask for. Well, yeah, and you know what's what's really so so good about this how they is is how they uh, they really took it to Oklahoma City in, in last season's playoffs. They showed that you can take the Thunder's inexperience and turn it against them if, if you have the right veteran savvy. And you have a, a player in, in Dirk Nowitzki that can take over ball games. Right now, it, with Kevin Durant where he is in his career, Dirk Nowitzki where he is in his career, Dirk Nowitzki is a better player. I'll take Dirk Nowitzki all day in the fourth quarter over Kevin Durant, and that's why the Mavericks have a shot in the series. And just like we talked about Carmelo and Rondo and uh, Dwayne Wade and all these guys that carry that team, I think Dirk has to carry the team as far as they can go. I, I think I, everything rests on Dirk. He had to do what he did last year in order for them to win. And I, I'm still not sold on the bench. But, you know, these guys are battle-tested. They've been to the playoffs. Delonte West, Ben Scarter, both experienced. So what, what can we get out of those two? So I think those three factors will determine whether or not the Mavericks win or not. I think the Mavs, in some kind of form, some kind of fashion, seven games, six games, but they end up winning this series some kind of way. I think it, it's going to take somebody stepping up, like you said. It's got to be Vince Carter. It's got to be Delonte West. It's got to be the guys that were here last year, too. Roddy Bubar, for instance. Young Mahimi's got to play and learn not to foul. But I give him a chance Definitely. to kind of win this series. Well, and, you know, the, the only difference I would make Last year's Mavericks, they they struggled midway through the season and then going into the playoffs, kind of like this team has this year. I, I think Dallas is is a twenty one to twenty one since uh, since uh, the end of January. But the difference between last year's team and this year's team is that last year's team was coming off injured. Dirk Nowitzki was injured. Right. Uh, Butler had gone down because you know the, the last year a lot of people forget this but the Mavericks started off the season I think it was like 20 and 5 they they were hands right. down the best team in basketball then Dirk went down then uh Crom Butler went down and the team kind of struggled until the end when they finally started to get back in their rhythm but that was a team that that featured Tyson Chandler that that featured Dirk that had Deshaun Stevenson in the starting right. lineup okay. this team has no Tyson Chandler to lock down the middle that that's that was the difference in last year's championship team but they had Chandler. So they had that center that could be a defensive force and allow Dirk to be the offensive force that he can be without having to tire himself on the defensive end. Can Brendan Haywood step up in this year's playoffs? I don't know. That's, yeah, that's, that's going to be the, the key. And, and, you know, we have to mention Brendan Wright, the way he's been playing. Do you think he should play more in this series? 
I think Carlisle is going to going to ride the hot hand there. I think if if Brandon Wright comes in and, and he's active and he's around the basket and he's getting rebounds, he's going to stay in the game. I think you've seen it, especially over the past couple of weeks. Brendan Haywood hasn't got a lot of run at center. He started games, but he hasn't really been finishing them because, uh, for whatever reason, Carlo hasn't been very excited about his play. Right. So, if if that continues, then both Jan and uh, and Brandon Ryder are going to have a lot of time. Is that a good thing? I I don't know that either one of those guys really have the size to compete with Ibaka and and uh, Kendrick Perkins. That won't. But that said, I mean, even if they do take it out to seven games, how important is game one tomorrow? If Dallas can steal a game in Oklahoma City, then they can really turn the tide in the series. They can really change perception of where they're going to go, and that would be huge. Now, is that going to happen? No. <laughs> I don't think there's any way to Mavs win game one. Going into Oklahoma City, going into that rowdy place where Oklahoma City lost last season to the Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals, it's just going to be extremely difficult. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That that's going to be one of the loudest arenas tomorrow night ever. So they're going to be crazy. I, I will say Oklahoma win the first game, uh, and maybe possibly the second game. But when Dallas come home, I think the hometown crowd would put them over, and I think the series goes seven. I think I think they get a chance to steal one in Oklahoma City, and that, if they're going to do it, what what better time to do it than game one? I'm actually going to have a chance to go down to Oklahoma City and be a game uh, one tomorrow. So I get a chance to see this Oklahoma crowd for myself. You got any any pointers for me? Should I wear my Maverick colors, or should I? What should I do? Should I hide? Yes. What should I do? Yes, just dress in all blue. Wear a dirt uniform. Just go to OKC and just sport it, man. Just sport all your Maverick gear. <laughs> we want to make it back hope, too. Yeah, exactly. Just hope they don't keep you there in, in OKC. Right. Yeah, really. Get pulled over. I know. <laughs> All right, well, Derek, we thank you for joining us, man. Is there any way that you can perhaps come on later on once we get this maybe round one out the way or once we get closer to round two, would you come back on and talk with us again? I would love to. Thank you, guys. Cool. Cool, man. Again, you can definitely follow him on Twitter by going to at DPage Hoops World. Also go to HoopsWorld.com to find out everything this guy writes. Guys got a great story up about the Warriors and Mark Jackson. Also talked to, like you said, about Tyson Chandler, his impact. Again, thank you everyone for tuning in today. Make sure you check us out on Tuesday night, 10.30 p.m. We'll talk more about the NBA playoffs and get a whole recap about the draft. Until then, everyone be safe, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.